Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application, and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday. Welcome back. Have you ever gone on a trip that's impacted your life in a drastic way? For me, this trip took place when I was six years old. I went to India with my mom and my little brother. It was the last time I was in India. In fact, it was nearly 40 years ago, but I can close my eyes and I'm instantly transported there. I can hear the car horns in Delhi. I can feel my mom reaching for me and my brother, keeping us close because it's crowded everywhere. I can see the sad eyes of the little kids rushing to our car, begging for some money or some food. I can smell the gasoline, the smog, and the sweets. It's like I'm there now. India is unforgettable, and it's all-consuming. I am a sensitive human being, always have been, but not sensitive in the modern meaning of it. I didn't feel easily slighted. In fact, I have very thick skin. I didn't melt down or misbehave. I was and am sensitive to the treatment of animals and people. That's just how it is. I was that kid that could feel the pain and suffering of other living things. I had a hard time witnessing injustice. I struggled with it. Maybe because I could relate to being on the receiving end of unjust treatment. I'm not sure, but it's been there for as long as I can remember. I won't share too many details about this trip today because it truly impacted the trajectory of my life. So there would be a lot to talk about. Too much to cover in a weekly podcast. When we arrived in India, a few things really stood out to me. But one big thing really stood out, and it was literally a big thing, elephants. I observed elephants being taken around on a simple leash. Being a six-year-old Canadian, what I knew about elephants was that they were wild animals and they didn't belong on the streets. I had never imagined that I would see an elephant, let alone an elephant on a leash. I was curious, how are these men getting these elephants just to follow them around? I mean, elephants are huge and they're wild animals, right? Anything a six-year-old would think. And this became my first lesson in what's called learned helplessness. It broke my heart back then listening to how this training took place. It may be harder for you to imagine walking the streets of India, so I'll explain this training with a concept that's closer to home, the circus. Have you ever wondered why elephants in places like the circus don't just get up and walk out? The elephants are huge, much stronger than their master, yet they don't go anywhere. Is it because this is how the elephants would like to live their lives in the circus? We can comfortably assume that the elephant would rather not be a prop or a character as entertainment for humans, yet they sit there tied to a small little peg in the ground. 
It's because they have learned helplessness. Why? Because this training began when the elephant was a baby. The trainers tied the baby elephant to a post or a tree with a big chain or a rope. The baby elephant would put up a fight and try to get away. But it failed over and over again until it gives up. The baby elephant learned that escape was impossible and it must submit to the will of its new master. There are many variations on how this training is undertaken, such as rope size, pole size, and I won't go through all those variants. But here's the thing about the baby elephant. It grows. In fact, it grows a lot. But still, it sits there tied to the peg in the ground, a peg it could rip out with very little effort. Then we have to wonder, why doesn't the elephant escape? And it's for those two reasons. The elephant has learned since it was a baby that escape was impossible. And two, the elephant has surrendered its authority to its master, so it becomes submissive. The conditioning of its early years is so powerful that even the obvious and easy escape is impossible for the full-grown elephant. I'm going to give you the um, a description of learned helplessness from Encyclopedia Britannica something I dreamed of owning as a little kid, but never never did own a set of encyclopedias, but that would have been a dream come true if I had. But here we go. Learned helplessness in psychology is a mental state in which an organism forced to bear aversive stimuli or stimuli that are painful or otherwise unpleasant becomes unable or unwilling to avoid subsequent, subsequent encounters with those stimuli, even if they are escapable presumably because it has learned that it cannot control the situation. The theory of learned helplessness was conceptualized and developed by American psychologist Martin Seglerman in at the University of Pennsylvania in the late 60s or 70s and 70s. So thinking about the learn the idea of learned helplessness made me think of many ways us humans are like these elephants, trapped by their past, their programming from when they were really young, before they were seven years old, right? Seglerman's research found that a person's self-talk plays a major role in whether or not he settles for learned helplessness. You know what he's referring to? Your self-image. How you speak to yourself when you are alone with your thoughts. When you face a challenge and you feel tied to a post, are you optimistic or pessimistic? Seglerman's research found that people with optimistic self-talk fared better. They were more resilient. Think about it. How many people do you know, kids or adults, that say things like, I can't do math. I'm a terrible cook. I could never run. So on and so on. There's so many things people say. It's because they've never been good at it. They can recount the stories of their failure to you like the alphabet. And sometimes... They didn't even fail. They were just told they were bad at something by an adult when they were little. This kind of conditioning is used by many adults to control other individuals, sometimes on purpose and sometimes subconsciously, but it's there. We see it in cases of abuse all the time. Have you ever known anyone that's been in a relationship with a narcissist? You'll witness intelligent, strong, kind, and compassionate human beings 
being held captive. I've had a few friends in these types of relationships and you have to be sure to know that males can be victims of this type of abuse too. Learned helplessness is gender neutral. Learned helplessness is all around us. It's the battle fought between the inner champion and the inner critic and the inner critic one. It's the idea that something you need, want, or desire is impossible. Don't try, give up, and give in. These words are the ones of your inner critic. Circling back to the trip to India. That trip, the elephants were not the only ones I noticed learning helplessness. It was all around me there. And it was also all around me when I returned home to Canada. It was a trip that exhausted my heart because I witnessed people that believed that poverty was all there was. They couldn't even imagine anything else. They learned to live within the fences of their beliefs. That trip taught me about contrast at six years old. It taught me about freedom. I realized that I was free. My mom hadn't exaggerated one bit about how hard our lives would have been if we had stayed in India, especially mine. My life would have been hard as a girl. She reminded me of that all the time because I used to blast her for her narrow thinking about what girls could achieve in life. And quite frankly, it was actually my dad's narrow thinking, but I couldn't get mad at my dad because I was too scared. So I would take it out on my mom, but she would always come back at me. Look, if you were in India, it would have been harder. It would have been harder. And I used to get mad about that too, but that's a whole podcast for another day. The truth is for me, the idea of learned helplessness, it terrified me as a kid. The idea of giving up and giving in terrified me. So I've personally always gone to the other extreme. I keep trying and failing, trying and failing until I reach my desired outcome. I feel like I owe it to myself to never give up. Maybe my tenacity is rooted in witnessing the contrast of life in India. Or maybe because part of me has always believed I had to fight for everything I wanted in life because no one was ever going to hand it to me. That's kind of the messaging I got growing up that because I was a girl, I was less than and I, you know, I knew that if I wanted a different life, I had to make it. So it, you know, it's not something I've ever adopted in my life. But what I learned from the elephants that each of us has a spirit and strength that is much bigger than what we realize. We just have to pull a little, struggle a little, and the stake will come flying out of the ground because you are worthy, because you can, because you have to try. You have to remember how big you are, just like the elephant. I'll leave you with this famous quote, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but if you're struggling with thoughts like why bother or things will never change, then write this out and put it up on your fridge or your mirror, wherever you kind of look or make it your screensaver. Put it where you can see it and get back up. So here's a quote from George Kester. It's not how many times you get knocked down that count. It's how many times you get back up. I can assure you, and you know this already from your own life, that you get knocked down a heck of a lot of times. And it is all about getting back up, you know, wiping it off and saying, here, let's go. Let's go again.
And I'd also like to remind you that if you can learn helplessness, then it must be true that you can also learn optimism. And I'll share more about that in another episode. And as you know, there's always an opportunity to start learning that optimism and learning how to awaken your inner champion in our free 10-day course. The link will be in the show notes. You can go find it there or you can check it out on www.innerchampion.me. And if you could pop over to our website and share your thoughts, can you think of something you may have been conditioned to believe through learned helplessness about yourself or your circumstances as, uh, you know, as a kid that are still there for you today? I'd love it if you could share your thoughts. If you could head over to www.freewithin.me forward slash elephants and share your thoughts with us there. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site, www.freewithin.me. Talk to you next week.